Hello, everyone. We are so glad you are here at Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan. Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan podcast exists to inspire and train you and others to live a life of significance and success. You can watch our podcast every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock at Podbean, Eddie Fee, Apple Podcast, and of course, you can watch it on YouTube channel. I'm Virginia Prodan. I am your host, and I hope you subscribe to our podcast. Um, our podcast started a long time ago, and I can't take credit for that, because of you, many of people in our audience read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, and many of you said, I read your memoir, and I want to be strong and courageous like you. Can you teach us how to do that? And out of that, the Lord put on my heart, and I developed this podcast. But our podcast also developed into inviting other strong and courageous leaders who impacted people's lives and the world in a very special way. And today we have a very, very special guest. Um, he is Mark Loy. He is the chief communicator officer and co-founder of Answer in Genesis. Um, Mark, thank you so very much. Your life is absolutely amazing. I'm just going to highlight a few things about, but I want you to tell people more. You were born in Australia, and you have lived in four countries. You have touched people all over the world uh, in 20 countries, in uh, um you travel to 58 countries, you have an amazing business, an amazing um, ministry. We are so grateful that you set up your time to come to our podcast and encourage and train um, all of us how to live a life of significance and success in Christ. I believe sometimes we as people put put things upside down. We want to have success. You will have success if you invest in people. If you have, you, you put your significance in other people's lives. So tell us more about you, Mark. Well, thank you for the opportunity to profile our apologetics ministry of Answers in Genesis. And good to see you again. Uh, we happen to share a dinner at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in May in Orlando. And yes. that's where we connected and found out we actually have some similarities, uh, mostly on my mother's side. My mother lived under Soviet communism um, in the 1940s in the country of Estonia. And she, it was a tough three or four years for her. She barely survived. And I know quite a bit about your story in Romania and have your book is on my nightstand right now. And I tell you, the first chapter will grip uh, the readers and you'll want to find out what happened to you in chapters two and, and so on. My father happened to live under Nazism in Amsterdam during World War II. So from both, both sides, my mother and my father living under totalitarianism, um, 
surviving that with with courage and dignity. And you know what, Virginia, they didn't talk about it all that much. I mean, they were very heroic. My father was in the Dutch resistance in Amsterdam and the things that he did to combat the Nazis, well, he should have been, you know, killed many times with bullets being shot at him. And but in their in their humility, uh, they wouldn't talk much about it unless I kind of uh, asked, how did you survive World War II in the Netherlands, in the case of my father, and in my mother's case in, in Estonia? And so going through your book, it's fascinating to read your life and sharing your courage under, under communism, which what, did it fall about 1991 in Romania? 1989 in, uh, uh, in Romania, yes. Yeah, and eighty-eight, the dictator was uh, was uh, was killed in nineteen eighty-nine in at Christmas time. Right, that was Ceausescu. Yes, and I had the privilege last year to visit your beautiful homeland of Romania, and and go to see some of those things that Ceausescu had built, like that large government building. I think it's yeah. called the Parliament, and uh, traveled up to the. the- one of the biggest uh, building in in the world, and he did it, uh, not having in mind people of Romania. He did it as his palace, and he was not able to live one day in that palace. Yeah, and and my goodness, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars had been poured into building that palace slash government center while the people were, were suffering uh, through the 1980s in, in, in Romania. I encourage those people watching and listening right now to read your book and find out what it was like to live under that type of totalitarian government and how now for me personally, having having had my family go through all of that and many of them did not survive. I was born after World War II, but I had uncles and cousins who were sent off to gulags in Eastern Russia, never to be hear, heard from again. So to this day, I'm very leery of, of government interference into our lives and, and into our personal freedoms. And that, that colors all that I do, as well as the, the scriptural authority that I live by. My philosophy is based on what the Bible teaches from Genesis uh, to the book of Revelation. So I'm privileged to be the co-founder of Answers in Genesis. We're an apologetics ministry, and apologetics is just a fancy Greek word for a defense of the Christian faith. Ken Ham, a name that may be familiar to many of of your viewers and listeners, is the co-founder. He's an Australian, and as you mentioned, at the very outset of this program, I was born in Australia. Uh, I've lost my accent, though. I used to sound like Ken Ham. And the two of us, and, and in fact, a third individual, Mike Zovath, we wanted to build a creation museum and eventually an ark encounter near Cincinnati. We wanted to counter the evolutionary science museums that you see all over uh, the world. And not just counter evolution, which we do, but we want to proclaim the truth and historicity of all of the Bible, all 66 books of the Bible. And on top of that, Virginia, as people come to to visit us, we share the gospel. We don't hide the gospel message at all at the Ark Encounter, which is a full-size replica of Noah's Ark. And then the Creation Museum is a walk through history from Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation 22. And as we defend the Bible, 
answer the most asked questions people have about the Christian faith, of which, you know, in the last 20 years or so, Virginia, maybe the most asked question we receive is, if there's a God of love and he's so powerful, why do we have so much death and suffering and disease in this world? A lot of those questions came after 9-11 with uh, with the terrorism attacks. But the Bible is very clear, even in Genesis chapter 3, why we live in a cursed, fallen world. We shouldn't shake our fist at God. We should look at our own sin. So as we answer those questions about why do we have death and suffering, uh, where do the dinosaurs go, Uh, What about carbon dating? So we answer those questions, but the most important truth we share at the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum is the gospel message. We want people to leave our facilities, not just giving up on evolution and accepting Genesis, which is great. We want them uh, to realize their sin and their need for repentance and a relationship with Jesus Christ. That it's wonderful what you said, and I believe it is even more important right now when we have, uh, you know, the Barnabas uh, studies and many other studies show will show that, you know, the number of young people believing in Christ or going to church and so forth is still diminishing uh, as, uh, as much as the number of people that will say they are Christian but they don't go to church at all. So um, it, it, I believe it's uh, it's more important what you're doing. It's, it's more important than ever before. But can you walk us through from the beginning how this dream, because everything that we do, everything that we accomplish in God's power, is starts with a dream, with a desire that he puts in, in our on our heart. And then that desire becomes a passion. And no matter what we uh, encounter, we keep doing it because we know is is the reason we were born to do it. So walk us through how you started. Yeah, the vision of creating a creation museum and an ark encounter comes from the man I mentioned earlier, Ken Ham. Uh, Ken was a science school teacher in Australia, and he was seeing so many young people in his in his public schools uh, giving up on the Christian faith because they were attending a public school and getting an evolutionary humanistic worldview. And so Ken was just so concerned about his students as they went into the local. Uh, science museums and were taught evolution and that you cannot really trust the Bible. So his vision was to build a creation museum in Australia. However, when he moved to America, this is about 35 years ago now, that dream uh, came with him across the Pacific Ocean. And uh, uh, Ken, myself, and another individual wanted to build a creation museum, a walk through history, starting from Genesis, which was very evangelistic. And we thought, where in America should we build such a facility? Well, we wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to get to. So we chose the Cincinnati, northern Kentucky area, primarily because, Virginia, almost two-thirds of Americans can drive here in one day. In fact, we're only four and a half hours from the Canadian border. So if you come to our attractions today, you'll see a lot of Canadian license plates. And so 92% of our visitors, and we get over a million people a year, praise God, at the Ark Encounter, and about a half a million at the Creation Museum. And 
about a third of our visitors are not Christians. They don't go to church. And they're coming out of curiosity, maybe to see this huge 510-foot-long arc. It's, it's really a, a marvel of engineering. And with the television spots we're running across the country on on uh, on on a variety of, of, of networks, we're having fantastic attendance. And when you have about 400,000 people a year coming to the ARC who are not Christians, they're getting the gospel as well as getting answers to the questions perhaps they've had for a long time, like, you know, who was Cain's wife or why do we have death and suffering? So we chose this region because it's so easy to get to. 190 million Americans, Virginia, can if they're willing to drive, you know, 550 or 600 miles in, in a day, they can get here in one day. Do you receive any comments, anything from uh, from your visitors when they finish or maybe later on uh, on, on your website? What, what is their reaction? Well, for the Christians who visit, let me give you one example. We had a festival at the Ark Encounter. We have a 2,500-seat auditorium, state-of-the-art, and we do musical programs there, but evangelistic programs. Over a 40-day period last year, we had professions of faith of about over 900 people who came. They were not Christians. And during an evangelistic uh, rally, they put up their hands and we followed up with them. And that's that's the evangelistic part of, of the Ark Encounter. And of course, we have salvation testimonies that come from people who have visited the Creation Museum, which, by the way, is 45 minutes away from the Ark. But we're in northern Kentucky. For the Christians who come here, they are revitalized in their faith. For many of them, it's the first time they've received answers. You can see why we're called answers in Genesis. And they often leave here with tears in their eyes because they've been through maybe the public school system. They've been to science museums. They've watched National Geographic TV specials that promote evolution. And they're, they're struggling. In fact, Virginia, when I was about 17 or 18, I was a brand new Christian, but I was an evolutionist. I believed in what was being taught in my local museums in the Los Angeles area and what I was seeing on TV until I looked at the other side uh, that that our world shows the handiwork uh, of, a, of a master designer of the, of the universe. So for the Christians who come here, many of them were like me, having doubts about their faith and maybe even a, a crisis of faith. And they leave here sometimes with tears in their eyes that they know that the Bible can be trusted. They start building their worldview on what the Bible teaches and not and not the world. In fact, our, our primary target audience, Virginia, for those who come here, we want the young people to come here because they're the ones who are being, uh, you know, they're getting the secular humanism, uh, you know, over 90 percent of our of our of our children in churches go to public schools and they're getting a totally different worldview than uh, what the Bible teaches. So we keep our Creation Museum and Ark Encounter very family friendly. Uh, things that even a five-year-old can have fun as they watch animatronic dinosaurs that move very realistically. Uh, a planetarium program. It's a very visual place. In fact, Virginia, the, the non-Christian scientists who come here those who are evolutionists, and they may teach evolution in their educational sphere, they say the Creation Museum in particular is the most high-tech, perhaps most attractive museum, most beautiful museum they've ever visited. 
So visually, it's stunning. We use the latest technologies. Well, you know, Christians should have the best of everything, right? Yeah. Why, 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 would, why should the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. and its evolutionary museums, why should they have only the best when you can come here and get the, the latest in technology to, yes, to entertain people to, to some extent, but we want to equip them to have answers to, to defend our Christian faith in these increasingly secularized and, as we talked about earlier, uh, more pressure is being come to bear on Christian ministries like ours to accept so-called gay marriage and to be accepting of abortion. And it's a tribute to our leadership here at Answers in Genesis that we're standing up for biblical marriage. In fact, uh, we had to take the, the, current, the former governor to court into federal court here in the state of Kentucky so we could preserve our religious liberties and praise God we won. But increasingly, we're seeing from Washington, D.C., efforts to to describe what we teach here. You know, you know we teach biblical marriage, one man for one woman. Uh, we teach against racism. We believe Adam and Eve were probably a middle brown skin shade color. And uh, we're against abortion. And so guess what? We're accused of hate speech, even though we're very lovingly share what the Bible teaches about marriage, about the sanctity of life and racism. And so more and more we're seeing that. And and thank goodness we have a courageous board here, Virginia, who said we're not going to kowtow to what uh, Washington, D.C. says. Yeah, it's it's true, and the courage will and your character will come uh, alive during the storm, not during you know sunny days. So I'm grateful for you and for your board. Um, and oh, yes, indeed, we are experiencing experiencing in America um, something that we never experienced before. But each one of us. You and your board in your area, myself in my area, speaking in my book, my podcast, our audience in their place, wherever God placed them, they have a voice and they have to stand up. So I hope that they they take to heart what you share with them. I want to ask you, because sometimes I I hear from uh, our listeners, uh, viewers, and many of them are very encouraged, but then they ask, they said uh, the following, well, I don't have what, what Mark has uh, to do it. What would you say to those people that will say, oh, I don't have what he had to start something? Well, I was blessed, as I mentioned earlier, to to grow up in a family that uh, just stood up courageously against the totalitarian efforts of of uh, of Soviet Russia and also uh, Nazi Germany. So that's kind of it's not in my DNA exactly, but that's how I grew up to to stand up for for what I believe. And the more I've studied Scripture, Virginia, the more. I've understood there is a biblical worldview contained in those 66 books of the Bible. Yes. It, it, it gives you so much to share there about those issues I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, uh, biblical marriage, uh, the sanctity of life. And I'm, ma- I'm mentioning racism again because I hate to say this, Virginia, they're still within the church. There are some people who think that darker skinned people 
are are not as evolved. I mean, it's still there. And so we fight that very, very vigorously. But I encourage people who, who want to develop some courage, get into the God get into God's word. Hear and read what he is teaching us that will enable us to live boldly today and not cave into the to the woke pressures. Uh, I had to stop uh, supporting a ministry last year, uh, Virginia, that, that had a great reputation. They happened to operate in a state where that state was saying, if you're going to allow adoptions in this state, you have to open it up to, to, to gay people. And rather than fight it in court, which I encourage them to do, they caved in. Now, if they really, if their board truly had a biblical worldview and had courage, they should have stood up. And you know what, Virginia? Thank goodness there are all sorts of civil liberties organizations, Christian organizations that will offer groups, and we've used them before, uh, at no charge. It's called pro bono. And- Uh And, oh, and yes, I, I am part of one of those. Uh, I'm an ally attorney with Alliance Defending Freedom, and that's what they do, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've used Alliance Defending Freedom, some some great people there. Yes. So, y- y- yes, be courageous, but there are people who can come alongside you who have incredible um, uh, victories, even up to the U.S. Supreme Court level. And so, and they're, they're bold too, and they have a biblical worldview, and uh, it's it's nice that I'm seeing more and more solidarity among Christian ministries, but at the same time, I am seeing ministries and and businesses that are owned by Christians who are caving in to, to the woke crowd, and they just seemingly don't want to be depicted as as hateful and and unloving. And you know what, Virginia, if you come to the Creation Museum or the Ark Encounter, we present biblical truths in a bold way, but in a loving way. And that's that's another thing that our non-Christian guests will say that, you know, I came through here and you didn't pound me on the head with the Bible. You're not Bible thumpers. And they they get our messages. So it's it's how you express your your strong views about uh, the, the, the hot button issues of the day. Yeah, you are so right about this. It's easier for me to see it because I experience socialists and I experience uh, the tactic of uh, of socialists even when I was a little kid. But I do remember that, and I also remember the whispering of my parents of the situation outside. And you're right. Um, one is, and I always uh, tell you know Christians when I train them to prepare for persecution, one is that you will find churches or even leaders that you trusted and all of a sudden they will go with with uh, the culture, not what, what God says. Well, pray for them. If you think that they will listen, go and tell them. Admire them for what they are doing right and tell them what they are doing wrong. But they will respond to God one day. They are accountable to God. In the same time, you have to make a decision. Are you going to stay in that church and support that church that goes against God or you have to find another another place? Because you are responding 
the way you are reacting. You might be uh, an example that others will say, if she stays in the church, if she's okay with that, I will stay in the church. You, you have influence. I also encourage, uh, you know, people, Christians, to be aware that when the, if, if we don't fight, don't stand up, the situation will be so bad, worse and worse, that will be a point where even people in your own family will betray you or will separate from you and say, no, I, uh, I need to keep my job or, you know, or find some kind of justification. But God called us to be faithful and he he will provide for us through the Holy Spirit, the direction, the, the wisdom to, to do all those things. But it's, it's, uh, it's, you are so right on that, that, you know, and we shouldn't be um, uh, discouraged by what other people are doing. We should try to see and, and look in the mirror of our soul and see, are we faithful to God? Are we encourage uh, encouraging others uh, daily? So I think I hope that people take to to their heart and take notice of what God is teaching us during this this time, and how courageous you are. Even uh, you know others are doing different things to keep your ministry and everything that you created for God's glory. Uh, faithful to God and not to uh, to give up and you know to follow the culture. You know, Virginia, as we attempted to build our creation museum and Ark Encounter, we encountered a lot of opposition from even people who call themselves Christians. And all sorts of lies were shared about who we were, that we were so called. Can you cult. give us some examples that people can be encouraged by that? How you how you encounter obstacles and how you conquer them? Well, we got attacked quite a bit, but as Christians, we still need to be winsome. That is not get angry in return, but yes. just respond to the media when they contact us because the media will hear something about us. And and there was a crazy rumor several years ago that our founder Ken Ham uh, was uh, was kicked out of Australia, and the media will pick up on some some of those things and and call us and and rather than get angry about it we we try to say no that's not true try to be as loving as possible but but stand up for what you believe and i know it's 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 difficult when you're being attacked uh you know your your, your tendency as a sinful human being is to arch your back and and want to retaliate and that and over years we've we've developed a good relationship with even the secular media because we come across as earnest, we don't hide what we what we believe here. But what, what can really sting sometimes, though, on, on a human level, is when a like a pastor here in this area led the opposition to uh, the the rezoning of property for the Creation Museum. And you know, it's you expect that, of course, from the secular world, but from someone who calls himself a Christian, yes, that that can sting. But you know what? Here's here's the blessed thing that came out of all of that. Often we were headline news in our Cincinnati metropolitan area, which includes northern Kentucky, as people attacked us, sometimes the front pages. But as that happened, our don our, our donors rallied to our side. 
And I recall one man who called me right after there was a major article in the newspaper that was slanted against us. And this man called me and said, you know, I don't really know much about who you are, Mark, or the ministry. He didn't, he kind of knew of Ken Ham's name, but he said, all I know about you is what I'm reading in the newspapers and the way you're being attacked, not only by the newspaper, but also by people in the area. And he gave us a million dollars. Wow. So the more we got attacked, the more God blessed us. And I'm not saying I, I wish for more attacks, no, no. for more donations, but that's how God blessed us. He, he, he showed us that we were on the right track for standing up for what we believed, but again, doing it in, in a way that honored God and honored his word. And we didn't, we didn't attack back. We just kept our cool and tried to be as friendly and, and as winsome as possible. It's wonderful. Many times I say that, you know, when you see the mountain in front of you and it's all the obstacles, all the bad, you know, calling names and all this, you don't see anything, but you trust the Lord knowing that behind that uh, mountain, that he can demolish that mountain as you obey him. You don't take revenge. The fight is uh, the Lord's fight. You will find a sunshine. You will find with God going through that storm. You will find victories that you never imagined that you will. But the, the, the key is not to respond to their level. Keep the love that God puts on your heart to shine through you. And it's it's absolutely a great example. I I really uh, love what you said, and I hope that our audience will uh, will take it. And uh, next time when they will be attacked, they will uh, apply the same principle of love and watch God doing mir- miraculous things uh, as we obey. Thank you so very much, Mark, for coming here, for sharing with us. Before I forget, please tell our audience where to find you and if they want to donate with, to you, where they can donate. All right. Well, well thank you very much. Uh, we've been talking a lot about our attractions, the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. They're owned and operated by our nonprofit ministry called Answers in Genesis. So the best thing to do to find out more about us is go to our homepage of Answers in Genesis. Dot org and find out more about the ark, the museum, and also if people choose to make a donation. It's there at answersingenesis.org. Thank you so very much. We appreciate so much your contribution. And thank you so very much, everyone. I hope you take uh, you took notes and you will take actions based on what Mark shared with all of us. And we know that uh, with God's help, we will be more than conquerors. He created us and he said, in Deuteronomy 28, he said that he created us. He will make us um, head, not tail, that we will be leaders no matter the circumstances. So take that to heart. And I hope you subscribe to our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, which is every Wednesday and uh, Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time, so you will not miss any message. We exist and our podcast exists to inspire and to train you to live a life of significance and success, to invest in people and to live a legacy of faith. And the legacy starts today. 
not when you leave this or when you, you start today. I hope for those of you who might not know or maybe didn't read like Mark encouraged you to read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, you can go to virginiaprodanbooks.com slash products slash book and you can buy the book. We are very grateful for your comments, for your suggestions, and we are looking to receive your suggestion. And until next time, I hope you will do what God asks you to do. Remember your dream. Remember your uh, purpose in life and the fact that God will provide everything like he provided for Mark and for his entire ministry, how he provides for us. And I know if you look back, how he provided for you. Until next time, God bless you and keep in touch with us. Bye-bye.